This is an episode that I hope can unify people. There's some people out there, some of you in my audience, as a matter of fact, who believe Dr. Fauci is an ignorant but well-meaning individual. You think he's a good guy, one of us, on our side. I am going to read this disturbing, now-breaking story. And I don't, I will try, but I don't think I can make light of the situation. So I probably will not actually try that hard. This is a very dark and disturbing episode. And I am disgusted. The story broke a few short hours ago. I'm reading from Daily Mail today. Uh, you know what? Without any further ado, let's get into today's episode. It comes from the DailyMail.com. Cruel Fauci is condemned for spending $2 million on experiments which saw beagles being debarked and trapped in cages so flies could eat them alive. Bipartisan fury at reprehensible misuse of taxpayer funds. Well, you know, it's good to know that no matter how bad the swamp may seem, we all like puppies. See, we're already being pulled together right now, us, the common folk, and them in the cathedral. We all love dogs. Though, I, I already can tell, you know, there's going to be a lot of people in the coming days. But this is breaking today. This story, the oldest version I saw of it, was only five hours old. <sighs> This is a really dark episode. You know, this isn't... I don't know, any jokes I might make would be very minimum. I don't, I don't really think there's any way to lighten this. This is going into some dark territory. Now, what annoys me is there's going to be people inevitably stepping forward trying to find a way to justify this. And, and you know, I want to be the same crowd of people that was upset that people were... The same people that were upset that people were upset about, uh, what's his name, Michael Vick? About Michael Vick coming back to the NFL. And everybody was like, we don't want him back. That guy's horrible. And everybody was like, oh, it's racist to say that. No, the dude made dogs kill each other. You know, he was a dog fighter. No one, no one worth their salt supports or would catch themselves dead defending that kind of behavior or activity or hobby or whatever you want to call it. It's atrocious. You have animals that, for the most part, don't aren't on the same like higher level of brain function that we are that we drug up dope and force to kill each other this however i would say is a lot worse it's a lot worse actually i don't think because look the michael vick situation he's giving these dogs all these drugs and shit to make them fight each other so one dies and one lives this is two dogs having their throats basically slit and having their vocal cords removed. Two of them, not fighting each other where one can walk away alive. No, they both die with their throats cut open, being eaten alive by fucking insects. While pumped full of some unknown God knows what chemical. 
I would say that this is actually worse than what Michael Vick did. And you're still going to have people coming out trying to find a way to defend Dr. Fauci some fucking how. It's disgusting. It, I'm, let's, just, let's just try to get through this, all right? A group of... Oh, oh, I'm so sorry about that. A group of 24 bipartisan lawmakers are demanding answers from Dr. Anthony Fauci after a nonprofit claims he permitted experimental drug testing on dogs. Point two. Let me get this. Sorry. Point two. The White Coat Waste Project alleges that Fauci spent... Three thousand seven hundred, or sorry, three hundred seventy-five thousand eight hundred dollars to a uh, a Tunison research lab where beagle puppies were force-fed a new drug. Point three. The report claims that they were locked in cages with sand flies that ate them alive, and underwent a debarking procedure to keep them quiet. <sighs> uh, point four. The nonprofit has also revealed three other experiments involving beagles that were allegedly funded by Fauci. For the reminder, Dr. Fauci is a government employee. The government doesn't earn money, it takes money from us, meaning we paid Fauci, and Fauci used that money to fund this. It's all tax dollars. Are you happy to be in a country to know that your taxes, my taxes, are going into shit like this? By all means, if you're someone who's willing to look me dead in the fucking eyes and say, yeah, this is fine, this is a good use of science on my dollar. I'll never want to talk to you again, but I mean, you got some kind of weird convictions, but... There, this is atrocious. I would never approve my dollars to go there. Would you? I mean, I'm not going to waste my time making it a poll. Any reasonable human being, hell, I'm sure, look, even Hitler liked dogs, alright? I'll say that much. So, what the fuck? This, uh, I'm getting actively angry thinking about the people that are going to fi try and find a way to defend this. Because this is, this is a fresh story, right? This is still just making the runs as, as of recording this. And I guarantee you, I'm going to I'm gonna see them. People are going to try and find a way to defend them. I'm not going to waste my time going to fucking Twitter. You already know what kind of psychopaths live over there. No, you. I'm, I'm angry because I know I'm going to be reading at least one article a day or so from now where some outlet's trying to defend this research. It's fucked up. Dogs have no, you know, they, they can't consent to anything. They, they can't say say no or yes to to anything. You know, at most, it's like word associations they can make. Or it's like, they don't really know what you mean by by bark. Or, or sorry, like they don't really know what you mean by, by, like, walk. All I know is when you say walk, you go to the door, you open it, and they go out. Right? It's the same mental comparison they get when they see you pick up, like, a leash. And it's like, oh. Walk. The thing that facilitates walk. Okay. It, they don't have a, a higher level of understanding. Maybe I'm just being a, a, a humanistic ego over here, but I, uh, 
I, I don't think dogs are actually smart enough to understand what these words really are. And it, it's the same thing as doing horrible things to a child, you know? And it's a dog. Dogs are like, uh, they look at us, you know, they're like, what, what's the leader of the pack doing? And that's you, you know, so dogs see humans, they, they see friends, they're like, oh, friends. Most of the time, you, know, you get these damaged dogs out there that just want to just run and attack people, but it's probably because they had owners like Michael Vick. <laughs> Especially, you know, when you're in Detroit and you see some mean dogs. I think that a lot of stray dogs in Detroit are kind of friendly. They really just want food. You get some mean ones, but they, they tell you they're mean before they come at you. I'm also just dumb. I don't really want to get into this article, but it's, it's biased against the state. Even when I don't even really want to do it, I'm trying to find a way to just stall. It's such a fucking disgusting nightmare story. There's only two more points, and then we'll get into the article itself. The lawmakers are at point. Point five, the lawmakers have called the experiments cruel and a reprehensible misuse of taxpayer funds. Point six, they expect Fauci to answer to the alleged misdeeds by November 19th. This is the tax use of dollars that, I mean, look, it's good. You're going after them because he's fucking with puppies. Agreed. Horrible, 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 horrible. But at the same time, humans have died because of this man lying, right? And don't worry, I have an article to read about that if you don't already know. The NIH says, yeah, we funded gain-of-function research and Dr. Fauci approved it, but we didn't know it was gain-of-function despite every document we had saying this is exactly gain-of-function fucking research. We'll be reading that article on today's episode two. This is just the newest horrific nightmare that is Dr. Fauci's deeds. That just came to light. <sighs> he gave money to that Wuhan lab that made coronavirus, lied about it, panicked, and emails showed that he was fucking panicking because he was like, this link gets linked back to me. I'm fucked. He, uh, you need to read the emails. Oh, actually, I should have a save file with my old reading of them. Maybe I can find that and post it. Definitely take a day off my work. It's good that, you know, this is something... It's weird, right? This, this is something that might actually get people on both sides to demand legal answers from him. And this is, like, something Fauci didn't probably was already like, oh, you know, they're not going to even worry about this. There's COVID going on. No one's going to care about some fucking dogs. <laughs> and these lawmakers are like, oh, my God, fucking dogs. I know there's a pandemic. And this motherfucker's bad information has killed thousands and thousands and millions of humans, but... Oh, well, helped. Helped. His horror... I don't know offhand how many people have died from COVID. It's like a million, right? It's more than that, worldwide. But in the U.S. Uh... In the United States. Wait, what? Oh, that's just Washington County. Okay, I was like, that's not. 
Oh, fucking really? I'm over here thinking offhand a million deaths from COVID, right? And I'm like, that seems like, I don't know, an underestimation. And I look it up, it's uh, 736k deaths in the country. Show all. Yep, no particular states are, are checked. It, it's just all right there on Google. 45.4 million cases, 738,000 deaths. That's still a lot of deaths, but, you know, damn. They always make you think it's a lot worse than it really is when it comes to that. Alright, so, yeah. The thousands of deaths, right? Doctor, And that's just in America, right? A lot of the policy and everything was built upon what this fucking dude was saying. This is the same guy that thought kids could get A's from cereal boxes with their fucking parents. Read his testimonies or watch the little bit of footage there is from his testimonies in the 80s about how HIV was being spread. This dude's been in common fuck with all along. And he probably was thinking this is the last fucking thing they'll fucking bust me on. And here he is getting fucking busted on it. Again, it's... I wish something, I wish she would have been stopped sooner, right? Like, could this not have come out a little bit earlier? I mean, there's bureaucracy every step of the fucking way. Like, at least one bureaucrat had to read this and be like, wait, what? Sooner? But maybe this isn't, you know, you find out about this shit often, like, months after it's over. Not while it's happening or right after it happened. It's just weird. It's tragic. This whole dude, this dude's a villain, right? Like, he's a real-life supervillain. He, he's an evil genius who keeps coming back every Saturday for a new episode where the heroes are trying to take his ass down again. Literally. He's literally the evil, evil G-man. But with all the human lives that have, you know, Fauci lied and people died. It, it, it's puppies died, and now everybody cares about Fauci being a distrustworthy, evil psychopath. Even CNN wrote some hit pieces on this shit. And it's not hit pieces if it's true, but they called him cruel in the headline of the CNN article. And it's like, well, if CNN's not coming to your fence immediately, and I'm not saying they won't down the road come back and be like, yeah, well, what he did was bad, but all the lives he saved from COVID, which would not surprise me that's an actual route some left media goes with. And everyone's like, you know people on the right are going to be dogpiling on this. No, no pun intended. That was actually just, hmm. This is just going to be a thing in the media for a long time. And I'm hoping, I'm just hoping that this is what kind of breaks a lot of people. Because I see, I'll go to the store, and it's none of my fucking business. It's, it, it's none of my fucking business. But sometimes I get annoyed. You know, I'll see a mom, you know, out there with her kid, and her kid's wearing, like, two or three masks, and... and and the kid's all chubby and shit. And I'm saying that as a fat kid. I was a super fat kid when I was, when I was like a tween. You know, and I'm still doing with that shit. Why is this super chubby kid in, a, in two masks waddling behind his fucking mom like womp, 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 womp. I feel fucking horrible for the kid. I'm like, hey, you know, there's all sorts of government documents and research papers that say kids shouldn't be wearing masks. And they're like, mind your own fucking business. And it's just like... It's the same thing to me as, like, if let's say I'm in, in Myers or something, right? 
because I was going to put this transition on. Let's say I'm somewhere and I see a dad just beating his kid in public. And I try to step in and break it in the dad's like, why don't you go mind your own business? It, it hits me the same way because I see it as a form of child cruelty. But these same people follow this man, right? Anthony Fauci, like a fucking healer. Well, hopefully they see this shit. Maybe it's enough to break him out of that Fauciism psychosis. Wouldn't hold my fucking breath. He probably got some, some fucking uh, goop subscription box every month. So that being said, let's uh, put Donald and Ron and get into this nightmare of an article. Published by Natasha Anderson for Daily Mail. Published 11.45, the 24th of October. It's just one The October 4th, 2021. Article begins, Dr. Anthony Fauci has been condemned for using taxpayer money to fund an animal experiment, including one, oh, sorry, for funding animal experiments, so there's more than one, including one which saw beagles trapped in cages so flies could eat them, and another where they were debarked before being pumped with drugs and killed. One of the most disturbing incidents funded by Fauci's National Institute of Allergies and Infectious Diseases involves 375,000 given to a Tunison research lab. Their puppies had their heads held in cages before being left for sandflies to eat them alive for research purposes. Uh, my skin crawl. Now you're just thinking about... You know, them in your nose, all those bugs in your ears, and your nose, all the wet cavities they can get crawl inside of. And as deep as they can get, you know, in your mouth, your teeth, coating your uvula, and back into your throat. Imagine how you feel when you get snot running down there, but imagine it has legs, and it's crawling. In your mouth and out your nose, in your ears. You hear their little legs scratching the inside of your skull before you die. You hear them crawling around your fucking brain. It's all just... Uh... Are you starting to get how horrifying these puppies were? Are, are you, again, how horrific and nightmarish their last seconds on this planet were? Minutes? Maybe hours? Depending on how long they lasted. These hungry insects crawling in and out of their faces while they were alive. Horrifying. These pictures are just awful. Distressing snaps show the puppies with their heads kept inside Muslim-type cages filled with hungry insects. Another procedure, which the NIH funded to the tune of 1.8 million, 1.8 million dollars into this uh, this animal cruelty operation. And this is only this is one we only found out about. How many more are going on behind your back right now? How many more operations like this are going on without the public knowing about it? Hmm? Another procedure 
which the NIH funded to the tune of $1.8 million. Saw 44 beagle puppies undergo a cordorectomy, which saw their vocal cords cut to stop them from barking. The government said, you shall suffer in silence and removed. Really brings a whole new uh, uh, image when you think of the phrase, I have no mouth and yet I must scream, right? The experiment which took place in Menlo Park, California, saw the dogs then pumped full of drugs before being killed and dissected. Why? What was the point of these of, of the drugs that they were putting in you? This is the man telling you that you need to get vaccinated and changing his story every 10 fucking minutes when it came to the pandemic. This man. Do you really want him telling you what your medical advice should be right now? I'm just so fucking curious. He wants your children, five and up, to be vaccinated. Twice. With boosters. Dude. And these companies, up until like, oh, like three weeks ago, were saying, no, all of our drugs are not safe for children. I've covered that exact article. I've covered this. In, uh, there was an episode I did where I talked about how they had a panel where a panel of doctors came together and voted. And all across the board, these doctors said they would not recommend a booster shot to anybody. And the FDA went over their heads and approved it anyway. And now they're pushing for children 5 to 15 to get it, which basically means 5 and up, because they've already approved for 16-year-olds to get it in some states, and they're working on getting it nationally recognized. It's horrifying. This is just dark shit. Like, what... What horrid timeline do we live in? It's enough to make someone sick. But this man, despite children, especially male children, who have a very high risk of getting uh, minor myocarditis, which is a swelling of fluids around the heart that can kill. And some 80% of doctors are, are giving out these shots wrong. They're giving it intravenously when it needs to be intermuscularly. You have to put the needle in pull it back, and proliferate so it can bleed a little. And if you see blood, you've hit you've hit a vein or a blood flow stream, and you need to toss away that syringe, clean up, and try again with another spot. But a lot of doctors are not doing that, and they're putting, and a lot of these people are going to places like Walmart parking lots, big lots, and, and, and getting shots at fucking work by people who are giving these shots incorrectly and not in a proper medical vicinity where if there is an immediate reaction, they would have the means in which to treat you. All because of Dr. Fauci writing up the fucking rules we're playing by right now. And this man is doing this to fucking dogs. And a third experiment to the cost of $425,000 set of taxpayer-funded tests saw beagles howling in pain while being experimented on in Georgia. In response, a group of 24 lawmakers led by Rep. Nancy Mace 
a Republican from South Carolina, are now demanding Fauci provide answers about the experiments they believe to be cruel and reprehensible misuse of taxpayer funds. According to documents obtained via Freedom of the Freedom of Information Act request by taxpayer watchdog group White Coast White Coast Waste Project, a subsequent media coverage from October 2018 until February 2019, the NIAID, or National Institute of uh, of Infectious Diseases, NIAID, Dr. Fauci's place, spent $1.86 million in taxpayer funds on drug tests involving 44 beagle puppies. The letter from lawmaker reads, Why beagles? Why are all these dogs beagles? What specifically about the beagles made you decide we're going to just murder all these beagles? You are a, a, a canine Adolf Hitler making the beagle the Jew of the dog, man. What the fuck? You are just... Why? The fact that you're using specifically just beagles makes me believe even further that there was no purpose to any of this shit other than to be cruel to animals. What is your deal with beagles, man? Fuck me. Why are you killing all these beagles? Where did you get this many beagles? Fuck. A. While documents state that the a sensible purpose of this study was to, quote, provide data of subsequent quality and integrity to support application to U.S. Food and Drug Administration, FDA, and other regulatory agencies, end quote. The FDA itself has recently stated it does not mandate that human drug tests be studied in dogs. Yeah, even they're like, what's with the fucking dogs, man? Use mice. Which is still fucked up, like, like why? It's still pretty fucked up. If uh, anybody in my audience is one of those people that had pet mice growing up, or whatever, I want you to uh, explain what it feels like to be that concerned about the, the lives of mice. The same way people are worried about dogs. Anyway, and, uh, disgusting. into the article again. This experiment, the experiments were done with funding from the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. That's what the, the NIAID acronym stands for. For whom Fauci has been the director since 1984. <laughs> Two weeks ago, the White Coat Waste Project revealed that close to one 0.68 million was spent on experiments on a total of 44 beagles at Siri International in Menlo Park, California, in which the puppies received cordorectomies, then were, were force-fed drugs before being killed and dissected. Another three... $175,800 was provided as a grant to the lab in, it was at like Tunisa, to drug beagle puppies and lock their heads in mesh cages so sand flies could eat the dogs filled with hundreds, could 
eat and then fill the dogs with hundreds of infected sandflies, the group revealed in August. Locked their heads in mesh cages so sandflies could eat the dogs filled with hundreds of infected sandflies, the group revealed in August. Fauci's team had previously, in 2016, strapped the infectious sandflies to the beagles at the NIAID lab in Bethesda, Maryland, allowing them to feed on the dogs for 22 months. 22... Oh, what the fuck? And that was in 2016. This man is just doing a genocide on dogs, man. He's Adolf Hitler and uh, Steiner all, all in one fucking person. Jesus. Allowing them to feed on the dogs for 22 months. Almost two entire years. The White Coast Waste Project alleges that the dogs developed infection, infectious legions before researchers killed and dissected them. This procedure cost $18,430,917. $18,430,917, dude. pictures oh my god so they got like little diaphragms here in pictures right the white coast waste project also revealed that close to 1.68 million was spent on experiments on a total of 44 vehicles at Siri International in Menlo Park In which the puppies received porterectomies and were force-fed drugs before killing. They have all the pictures of them. They're all strapped and labeled here. And they got this little strap right here, and it's got like a little bug fly trapper on it, and it's got all these little nasty flies on it, all up in a dog's neck. And it's U of Georgia, Athens, Georgia. We have a video here. We'll be going to that. Let's hear what this woman has to say. So this footage is Rep. Nancy Mace demanding answers from Dr. Fauci on cruel animal experiments. So I can hear it. Same button. You guys, boy, I want to please hear that. I am reading a letter to Dr. Fauci regarding the abuses of beagles uh, under the NIH, where they are. Um, abusing with taxpayer dollars experiments on beagles. Uh, it's heartbreaking to hear about the experiments done on animals and dogs, in particular this one with beagles where their vocal cords are cut out and they're silenced when they're going through this abuse and this drug testing. She and the NIH is using almost $2 million on these beagle ex experiments where 44 puppies have been debarked, so their vocal cords have been cut out, so they can't be heard, and then they are killed and dissected. And there are many, many 
different alternatives to this kind of abusive animal testing that are out there. And we certainly shouldn't be using uh, federal dollars, taxpayer dollars, for these kinds of experiments in federal labs. In September of 2020, Fauci's agency reportedly authorized a $424,000 grant for animal experiments at the University of Georgia, where healthy beagles were drugged and then intentionally infested with parasites carrying flies. Records show the dogs were vocalizing in pain, the article quoted, during the experiments before being killed. The group of legislators has asked Fauci and his researchers to answer the following by November 19th, 2021. There are five questions here. Question one, how many drug tests involving dogs have been funded by the NIAID since January 2018? How much taxpayer money has been spent on this testing? Question two, since the Food and Drug Administration has clearly stated it does not require dog testing for new drugs, why has the NIAID continued to commission testing on dogs? What has the NIAID done to explore the use of non-canine and non-animal alternatives to meet the FDA data requirements? Question four. Has the NIAID ever made any dogs available for adoption after the conclusion of an experiment or testing? If so, how many? If no, why not? And the last question that they have to answer for is, why has the NIAID contracted for cordorectomies when they appear to be scientifically and medically unnecessary? What is the average cost for each cordorectomy performed? Uh, we have uh, a letter here. <laughs> Congress of the United States, Washington, D.C., 2515. October 21st, 2021. Dr. Fauci, Do- well, Dr. Anthony Fauci, Director, National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease, address 5601 Fisher Lane, MSC 9806. Bethesda, Maryland, area code, uh, sorry, zip code, 20892. Dear Dr. Fauci, we write with grave concerns about the report of costly, cruel, and unnecessary taxpayer-funded experiments on dogs commissioned by the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease. According to documents obtained via Freedom of Information Act request by taxpayer watchdog group, White Coat Waste Project, and subsequent media coverage from October 2018 until February 2019, the NIAID spent $1.68 million in tax funds on drug tests involving 44 beagle puppies. The dogs were all between 6 and 8 months old. The commission test involved injecting and force-feeding puppies an experimental drug for several weeks before killing and dissecting them. Jesus fucking Christ. Of particular concern is the fact that the invoice to NIAID included a a line item for cordorectomy. As you are likely aware, cordorectomy is also known as devocalization. 
involves slitting a dog's vocal cords in order to prevent them from barking, howling, crying, or screaming. The cruel procedure, which is opposed with rare exceptions by the American Veterinary Medical Association, the American Animal Hospital Association, and many others, seems to have been performed so that experimenters would not have to listen to the pain cries of the beagle puppies. This is what this is a re, uh, re, reprehensible misuse of taxpayer funds. While documents state that the ostensible purpose of this study was, quote, to provide data of suitable quality and integrity to support the application to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, FDA, and other regulatory agencies, end quote. The FDA itself has recently stated that, quote, it does not mandate that human drugs be studied on dogs, end quote. This is apparently not the first time that the NIAID has commissioned drug tests on dogs in recent years, alarmingly. In light of in light of the above, please provide a follow following information by November nineteenth. How many drug tests involving dogs have been funded by the NIAID since January twenty eighteen? How much taxpayer money has been spent on this testing? Since the Food and Drug Administration has clearly stated it does not require dog testing for new drugs, why why has the NIAID continued to do commission testing on dogs? What has the NIAID done to explore the use of non-canine and non-animal alternatives to meet the FDA data requirements? Please describe in detail. Has NIAID ever made any dogs available for adoption after the conclusion of an experiment or testing? If so, how many? If no, why not? Why has the NIAID contracted for cordorectomies when they appear to be scientifically and medically unnecessary. What is the average cost for each cordorectomy performed? Thank you for your attention to this matter. It is our duty to ensure the responsible stewardship of taxpayer dollars. We look forward to your prompt and thorough response. Sincerely, Nancy Mack, Member of Congress, uh, Maria Elvira Salzar, Member of Congress, Bill Posley, Member of Congress, Cynthia Axon, Member of Congress, Ted W. Liu, Member of Congress, and Eleanor Holmes Norton, Members of Congress. These are senior statesmen, by the way. Uh, give me one second. We have a video here, but it's just music with some dialogues. So I'll read the dialogue. Hashtag Beaglegate, Fauci's other scandal. NIHHQ Bethesda, Maryland. This is Fauci's own NIH lab. No anesthesia, no pain relief for subjects. U of Georgia. Records show the beagles vocalized in pain. Uh, Tunisian, Africa. Hungry sandflies gnaw on the ears of puppies as they are eaten alive. Uh. 
Theory International, Milano Park, vocal cords are cut out of puppies' throats. This is a map of where everything took place. Dogsagainstfauci.org is the website you can go to. Quote, debarking beagles and poisoning puppies in experiments with tax dollars is a national disgrace that's uniting Republicans and Democrats. And we are appalled, Rep. Nancy Mace and her colleagues on both sides of the aisle for holding the NIH accountable. Sorry. And we applaud Rep. Nancy Mace and her colleagues on both sides of the aisle for holding the NIH accountable for this government waste and animal abuse. Justin Goodman, Vice President of Advocacy for Public Policy at Taxpayer Watchdog Group White Coat Waste Project, said in a statement provided to DailyMail.com. Neither Fauci nor the NIAID immediately responded to our request for comment. The animal testing allegations come after Fauci was accused of lying to Congress by claiming the U.S. did not fund gain-of-function research at the Wuhan lab. Blame for COVID-19. Oh, yeah, this is actually going to give away a little bit of the next article I'm going to read. The National Institute of Health admitted on Wednesday to funding gain-of-function research on back coronavirus in its Wuhan laboratory despite Dr. Fauci's denials to Congress that no such research took place. The administration came in came in a letter, or sorry, the admission came in a letter addressed addressed to Kentucky Congressman James Coomer, in which the NIH Principal Deputy Director Lawrence A. Tabak refers to a, quote, limited experiment conducted to test if spike proteins form naturally occurring, if spike, fo- if spike proteins from naturally occurring background viruses circulating in China were capable of blinding, of binding to human ACE2 receptors in a mouse model at the Wuhan lab. According to, to, according to Tabak, the mice infected with the modified bat coronavirus became sicker than those infected with the unmodified bat coronavirus. And we have one more video here with Jen, Jen Sack. All right, video's all ready to go. My apologies. Origins. You said from First on COVID origins. You said from that podium that under no circumstance would President Biden ever fire Dr. Fauci. Is that still the case since Fauci told Congress the NIH never funded gain of function research for coronaviruses in Wuhan, but documents published by the Intercept suggest that is not true, which would mean that he misled Congress. Well, first I would say that NIH uh, has uh, refuted uh, that reporting, um, and I would point you to that. But let me give you some highlights of that. Uh, NIH has never approved any research that would make a coronavirus more dangerous to humans. A reminder that there are previous and different coronaviruses than the existing one we're battling. And the body of science produced by this research demonstrates that the bat coronavirus sequences published from that work uh, NIH supported were not uh, COVID, the, the strain, COVID-2 strain. Uh, so what he said was correct. Correct. Oh, boy. I hope you guys look forward to that aging like fine wine. Anyway, back to the article. While never using the term, to black essentially confirms that gain-of-function research 
it looks at both transmitting disease between animals and humans and is a way for scientists to alter organisms and diseases. They can then study how diseases could become deadlier or more transmissible. Took place at the Chinese lab despite consistent denials from Dr. Fauci. The letter shifts blame to U.S. nonprofit Echo Health Alliance or Eco Health Alliance, depending on how you want to say it, which used NIH money to fund research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology for not being transparent about the kind of research that they were doing. Eco Health failed to report this finding right away, as was required by the terms of the grant. Tabak wrote in his letter, quote, EcoHealth is being notified that they have five days from today to submit to the NIH any and all unpublished data from experiments and to work conducted under this award. Fauci has testified on several occasions before Congress that American taxpayer dollars never finance what is called a gain-of-function research in, doc, in, uh, in China, which would make the virus more contagious or deadly. In May, Fauci testified that the NIH has never, has not ever, and does not now fund gain-of-function research in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. However, the following September, the Intercept revealed that it had received 900 pages of documents detailing the work of EcoHealth Alliance research in Wuhan, China. The files showed that in 2014, the National Health Institute approved a five-year yearly grant of 666000 a year. Oh, yeah, 666000 a year for five years, $3.3 million for EcoHealth Alliance, a U.S. research organization to back coronaviruses. EcoHealth Alliance, in its proposal to the NIH, acknowledged the risks involved were the highest of exposure to SARS or other coves among staff who could then carry it out of the lab. The NIH gave them the money anyway, something Fauci previously forced to ad- was previously forced to admit when testifying before Congress in May this year. EcoHealth Alliance then gave $599,000 of the money to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. The approval notice for the grant is 528 pages long. It describes how EcoHealth Alliance would receive yearly payments totaling $3.3 million over a five-year span. The funding was renewed in 2019 and abruptly cut short in April 2020, once COVID-19 had spread throughout the world. Now, I have a video here of Dr. Fauci and a certain Kentucky doctor and senator. Okay, video is ready to go. Dr. Fauci, as you are aware, it is a crime to lie to Congress. Section 1001 of the U.S. Criminal Code creates a felony and a five-year penalty for lying to Congress. On your last trip to our committee on May 11th, you stated that the NIH has not ever and does not now fund gain-of-function research in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And yet, gain-of-function research was done entirely in the Wuhan Institute by Dr. Xi and was funded by the NIH. 
I'd like to ask unanimous consent to insert into the record the Wuhan virology paper entitled Discovery of a Rich Gene Pool of Bat SARS-Related Coronaviruses. Please deliver a copy of the journal article to Dr. Fauci. In this paper, Dr. Xi credits the NIH and lists the actual number of the grant that she was given by the NIH. In this paper, she took two bat coronavirus genes, spike genes, and combined them with a SARS-related backbone to create new viruses that are not found in nature. These lab-created viruses were then to shown to replicate in humans. These experiments combine genetic information from different coronaviruses that infect animals, but not humans, to create novel artificial viruses able to infect human cells. Viruses that in nature only infect animals were manipulated in the Wuhan lab to gain the function of infecting humans. This research fits the definition of the research that the NIH said was subject to the pause in 2014 to 2017, a pause in funding on gain of function. But the NIH failed to recognize this, defines it away, and it never came under any scrutiny. Dr. Richard E. Bright, a molecular biologist from Rutgers, described this research in Wuhan as, the Wuhan lab used NIH funding to construct novel chimeric SARS-related coronaviruses able to infect human cells and laboratory animals. This is high-risk research that creates new potential pandemic pathogens, potential pandemic pathogens that exist only in the lab, not in nature. This research matches, these are Dr. Ebright's words, this research matches, indeed epitomizes, the definition of gain-of-function research done entirely in Wuhan for which there was supposed to be a federal pause. Dr. Fauci, knowing that it is a crime to lie to Congress, do you wish to retract your statement of May 11th where you claimed that the NIH never funded gain-of-function research in Wuhan? Senator Ford, I have never lied Microphone. Microphone. Senator Paul, I have never lied before the Congress, and I do not retract that statement. This paper that you're referring to was judged by qualified staff up and down the chain as not being gain of function. What so was, let me take, finish. You take an animal virus and you increase its transmissibility yeah, yeah. to humans. Right. You're saying that's not gain of function. Yeah, that is correct. And, and Senator Paul, you do not know what you are talking about, quite frankly. And I want to say that officially. You do not know what you are talking about. Let's okay, you get NIH, one person. Let's read from the NIH definition of gain of function. This is your definition that you guys wrote. It says that scientific research that increases the transmissibility among mammals is gain of function. They took animal viruses that only occur in animals and they increase their transmissibility to humans. How you can say that is not gain of function? It is not. It's a dance and you're dancing around this because you're trying to obscure responsibility for 4 million people dying around the world okay. from a pandemic. And let's let Dr. Fauci. I have to, well, now you're getting into something. If the point that you are making is that the, the, the grant that was funded as a sub-award from EcoHealth to Wuhan created SARS-CoV-2. 
that's where you are getting. Let me finish. We don't know. Well, we don't wait know a minute. It didn't I come can, from the lab, but you, all the evidence is pointing that it came from the lab. You, and there will be responsibility for those who funded the lab, including yourself. I totally this committee resent, will allow the witness to respond. I totally resent the lie that you are now propagating, Senator, because if you look at the viruses that were used in the experiments that were given in the annual reports that were published in the literature, it is molecularly impossible. No one's saying those it, viruses it is, caused it. It no is, is molecularly. Those virus caused the pandemic. What we're alleging is that gain of function research was going on in that lab and NIH funded it. That you is can't not get away from it. It meets your definition and you are obfuscating the truth. I'm not obfuscating the truth. Senator You're Paul, the one. Time is expired, but I will allow the witness to. Let me just finish. I want everyone to understand that if you look at those viruses, and that's judged by qualified virologists and evolutionary biologists. Those viruses are molecularly impossible no one's to result they are. No in SARS-CoV-2. The We're saying they are gain-of-function viruses because they were they're animal not. viruses that became more transmissible in human, and you funded it. And you, you admit the truth. And you implying... Paul, your time has expired, and I will allow witnesses right. who come before this committee to respond. And, and you are implying that what we did was responsible for the deaths of individual. I totally resent and that. And if anybody and is lying here, Senator, it is you. Uh, Senator Smith. That is the end of that clip, and that's the first of many times these two kicked off with each other. Uh, they've been, they've like the article said, they've had this seven times, and there's already for sure going to be happening again with not only this research coming out, because, uh, not mistaken, I believe Rand Paul actually used to work with a dog rescue not too long ago. So you you take into account that Rand Paul is actually a medical doctor, right? Like, he's practicing, he has seen patients in the past eight months, and a dog here, a dog lover, well, uh, you got quite the mirrored image of each other fighting one another. Now we have the next one right here. With regard to going back to school, one thing that was left out of that discussion is uh, mortality. I mean, shouldn't we at least be discussing what the mortality of children is? Um, this is for Dr. Fauci as well. You know, the mortality between 0 and 18 in the New York data approaches 0. It's not going to be absolutely 0, but it almost approaches 0. Between 18 and 45, the mortality in New York was uh, 10 out of 100,000. So really, we do need to be thinking about that. We need to uh, observe with an open mind what went on in Sweden where the kids kept going to school. The mortality per capita in Sweden is actually less than France, less than Italy, less than Spain, less than Belgium, less than the Netherlands, about the same as Switzerland. But basically, I don't think there's anybody arguing that what happened in Sweden is an unacceptable result. I think people are intrigued by it, and we should be. I don't think any of us are certain when we do all these modelings. There have been more people wrong with modeling than right. We're opening up a lot of economies around the, around the U.S., and I hope that people who are predicting doom and gloom and saying, oh, we can't do this, there's going to be this surge, will admit that they were wrong if there isn't a surge, because I think that's what's going to happen. In rural states, 
we never really reached any sort of pandemic levels in Kentucky and other states. We have less deaths in Kentucky than we have in, a, in, an, in an average flu season. It's not to say this isn't deadly, but really outside of New England, we've had a relatively benign course for this virus nationwide. And I think the one size fits all that we're gonna have a national strategy and nobody's gonna to go to school is kind of ridiculous. We really ought to be doing it school district by school district and the power needs to be dispersed because people make wrong predictions. And really the history of this, when we look back, will be of wrong prediction after wrong prediction after wrong prediction, starting with uh, Ferguson in England. So I think we ought to have a, a little bit of humility in, in our uh, belief that we know what's best for the economy. And as much as I respect you, Dr. Fauci, I don't think you're the end all. I don't think you're the one person that gets to make the decision. We can listen to your advice, but there are people on the other side saying there's not going to be a surge and that we can safely open the economy. And the facts will bear this out. But if we keep kids out of school for another year, what's going to happen is the poor and unprivileged kids who don't have a parent that's able to teach them at home are not going to learn for a full year. And I think we ought to look at the Swedish model and we ought to look at letting our kids get back to school. I think it's a huge mistake if we don't open the schools in the fall. Thank you. Mr. Chairman, can I respond to that even though there are only 32 seconds left? Uh, yes, and you might make it clear whether or not you suggested that uh, we shouldn't go back to school in the fall. Well, um, first of all, uh, Senator Paul, uh, thank you for your comments. I, I have never made myself out to be the end all and only voice in this. I'm a scientist, a physician, and a public health official. I give advice according to the best scientific evidence. There are a number of other people who come into that and give advice that are more related to the things that you spoke about, about the need to get the country back open again and economically. I don't give advice about economic things. I don't give advice about anything other than public health. So I wanted to respond to that. The second thing is that you use the word we should be humble about what we don't know. And I think that falls under the fact that we don't know everything about this virus. And we really better be very careful, particularly when it comes to children. Because the more and more we learn, we're seeing things about what this virus can do that we didn't see from the studies in China or in Europe. For example, right now, children presenting with COVID-19 COVID who actually have a very strange inflammatory syndrome, very similar to Kawasaki syndrome. I, I, I know it's probably nothing but the fact that he said COVID-16. I don't know. Is something else coming out of the pipeline we don't know about, man? Was it, was it, you just having a little Freudian slip thing like, hey, there's a, a, a COVID-16 coming out. I think we better be careful if we are not cavalier in thinking that children are completely immune to the deleterious effects. So again, you're right in the numbers that children in general do much, much better than adults and the elderly, and particularly those with underlying conditions. But I am very careful, and hopefully humble, in knowing that I don't know everything about this disease, and that's why I'm very reserved in making broad predictions. Thank you. Hmm. Uh, it's gonna be all seven of them here? Huh. Do you have any second thoughts about your mitigation recommendations, considering the evidence that despite all of the things we've done in the U.S., our death rate is essentially worse than Sweden, 
equivalent to the less developed world that is unable to do any of the things that you've been promoting? Do you have any second thoughts? Are you willing to look at the data that countries that did very little actually have a lower death rate than the United States? You know, Senator, I, I'd be happy at a different time to sit down and go over detail. You've said a lot of different things. You've compared us to Sweden, and there are a lot of differences. And you said, well, you know, there are a lot of differences between Sweden, but compare Sweden's death rate to other comparable no, uh, uh, Scandinavian countries. It's worse. So I don't think it's appropriate to compare Sweden with us. Yes, we have, I, I think in the, in, in the beginning, we've done things based on the knowledge we had at the time. And hopefully, and I am, and my colleagues are humble enough and modest enough to realize that as new data comes, you make different recommendations. But I don't regret saying that the only way we could have really stopped the explosion of infection was by essentially, um, I want to say shutting down. I mean, essentially having the physical separation and the kinds of recommendations that we've made. You've been a big fan of Cuomo and the shutdown in New York. You've lauded New York for their policy. New York had the highest death rate in the world. How can we possibly be jumping up and down and saying, oh, Governor Cuomo did a great no. job. He had the worst death rate in the world. No, you misconstrued that, Senator, and you've done that repetitively in the past. They got hit very badly. They've made some mistakes. Right now, if you look at what's going on right now, the things that are going on in New York to get their test positivity 1% or less is because they are looking at the guidelines that we have put together from the task force of the four or five things of masks, social distancing, outdoors more than indoors, avoiding crowds, and washing hands. Or they've developed enough community immunity right. that they're no longer having the pandemic because they have enough immunity in New York City to actually stop. I challenge that, uh, Senator. I'm afraid, because I'm afraid I, I want, please, sir, I would like to be able to do this because this happens with Senator Rand all the time. You were not listening to what the director of the CDC said, that in New York, it's about 22%. If you believe 22% is herd immunity, I believe you're alone in that. There's also the pre-existing immunity of those who have cross-reactivity, which is about a third of the public. And they have to reserve studies, which would actually get you we to about others. I'd like to talk to you about that also, because there was a study that recently came out that pre-existing immunity to coronaviruses that are common cold do not cross-react with the COVID-19. Thank you, Senator Paul. Senator Murphy. Uh, thank you very much, Mr. It's going to go right into the next one. Nope. Nope, it's not, but you get the general gist of it from that. But yeah, like that article was saying, uh, the NIH recently came out and confirmed that yes, they have been doing gain of functions research. And they have lied about it. So that being said, we're going to get into this next article right now. From Vanity Fair, in major shift, NIH admits funding risky virus research in Wuhan. A spokesperson for Dr. Fauci says he has been entirely truthful 
but a new letter blatantly acknowledging the, the National Institute of Health's support for virus-enhancing research adds more heat to the ongoing debate over whether a lab leak could have sparked the pandemic by Catherine Evan. Quote, I totally resent the lie you are now propagating. Dr. Fauci appeared to be channeling the frustrations of millions of Americans when he spoke those words during an investigative-laden made-for-Twitter Senate hearing on July 20th. You didn't have to be a Democrat to be fed up with all the xenophobic finger-pointing, outright disinformation coming mainly from the right up to and including the claim that COVID-19 was a bioweapon cooked up in a lab. Which is funny because in a previous episode I did, I talked about how a CCP defector who worked within the military complex in China said that this actually was a bioweapon that leaked out. And it was on purpose. That's just a whistleblower from China. The immediate target of Dr. Fauci's wrath was Senator Rand Paul who was pressing the nation's top doctor to say whether the National Institute of Health had ever funded risky coronavirus research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Based on new information disclosed by the National Institutes of Health, however, Paul might have been onto something. On Wednesday, the NIH sent a letter to a member of the House Committee on Energy and Commerce that acknowledged two facts. One was at EcoHealth Alliance, a New York City-based nonprofit that partners with far-flung laboratories to research and prevent outbreak of emerging diseases, did indeed enhance bat coronavirus to become potentially more infectious to humans, which the NIH letter described as an, quote, unexpected result of the research it funded that was carried out in partnership with the Wuhan Institute of Virology. What a quote. The second was that EcoHealth Alliance violated the terms of its grant, conditions stipulating that it had to report if its research increased the virology growth of a pathogen by tenfold. How about by just like a margin? The NIH based these disclosures on research progress report that that EcoHealth Alliance sent the agency in August, roughly two years after it was supposed to. An NIH spokesperson told Vanity Fair that Dr. Fauci was, quote, entirely truthful in his statements to Congress. That's a fucking lie. And that he did not have the progress report that detailed the the controversial research that the time he testified, that at the time he testified in July, but EcoHealth Alliance appeared to contradict that claim, and said in a statement, quote, These data were reported as soon as we were made aware in our year four report in April 2018. The letter from the NIH and an accompanying analysis stipulated that the Virus EcoHealth Alliance was researching could not have sparked the SARS-CoV-2 pandemic, given the sizable genetic difference between the two. In a statement issued Wednesday, NIH Director Francis Collins said that his agency wants to set 
wants to set the record straight on EcoHealth Alliance's research, but added that any claims that it could have caused the SARS-CoV-2 pandemic are demonstrably false. EcoHealth Alliance said in a statement that the science clearly proved that it was that its research could not have led to the pandemic and it was quote working with the NIH to promptly address how we believe to be a micro microconception about the grants reporting requirements and what the data from the research showed end quote but the NIH letter coming after months of congressional demands for more information seemed to underscore that America's premier science institute has been less than forthcoming about risky research it has funded and failed to properly monitor instead of helping instead of helping to lead a search for covid-19 origins with the pandemic now firmly in its 19th month the nih circled the weapons circled the wep- uh, circled the wagons defending its grant system and scientific judgment against a rising tide of questions quote it's just another chapter in a sad and inadequate oversight disregarding for risks and insensitivity to the importance of transparency said stanford microbiologist dr david Relman, quote, given all of the sensitivity about this work, it's difficult to understand why the NIH and EcoHealth have still not explained a number of irregularities with the reporting on this grant. This disclosure of the last four months since Vanity Fair was first to detail how conflicts of interest resulted from the U.S. government funding of controversial virality research hampered Americans' investigation into COVID-19's origins. Present and increasingly disturbing, uh, painting a present and increasingly disturbing picture. Early last month, The Intercept published more than 900 pages of documents it obtained through a Freedom of Information Act lawsuit. I have a podcast episode on that, by the way. Against the NIH relating to EcoHealth Alliance grant research. But there was one document missing, a fifth and final progress report that EcoHealth Alliance had been required to submit at the end of its grant period in April 2019. In this letter Wednesday, the NIH concluded that missing progress report, which was dated August 2021, that report described, quote, a limited experiment, as the NIH letter uh, phrased it. in which laboratory mice infected with an altered virus became sicker than those infected with a naturally occurring one. The letter did not mention the phrase gain-of-function research that has become so central to the bitter clashes over COVID-19's origin. That type of uh, of controversial research the manipulation of pathogens with the aim of making them more infectious in order to gauge their risks to humans has divided the virology community. A renewed system established in 2019 requires federal agencies to 
particularly scrutinize any research proposal that involves enhancing a pathogen's infectiousness to humans. Dr. Fauci's spokesperson told Vanity Fair that EcoHealth Alliance research did not fall under the framework. Since the experiments being funded, quote, were, n- were not reasonably expected to increase transmissibility or, ver- or virulence in humans. However, Alina Chan, a Boston-based scientist and co-author of the book Viral, The Search of the Origin of the COVID-19, Search for the Origin of COVID-19, said the NIH was in a, quote, very challenging position. They found research initially to help study the novel pathogens and prevent against them, but they had no way to know the viruses had been collected. What experiments had been conducted and what accident might have occurred? End quote. The scientists remain in a stalemate over the, pathog- over the pa- uh, pandemic's origins. Another disclosure last month made it clear that EcoHealth Alliance, in partnership with the Wuhan Institute of Virology, was aiming to do the kind of research that could accidentally have led to the pandemic on September 20th. A group of internet sleuths calling themselves Drastic, short for the Decentralization Radical Autonomous Search Team Investigating COVID-19. Oh, that's kind of, kind of cool. That's cool. Released a leak, a leaked $14 million grant proposal that EcoHealth Alliance had submitted in 2018 to the Defense Advanced Research Project Agency, or DARPA. Yeah, we should have funded that shit a couple years ago when we had the opportunity. It proposed partnering with the Wuhan Institute of Virology and constructing a SARS-related bat coronavirus. Weird! Into which into which they would insert human-specific cleavage sites as a way to, quote, elevate growth phenomenal and growth potential, sorry, to elevate growth potential of the pathogens. Perhaps not surprisingly, DARPA rejected the proposal, assessing that it failed to fully address the risk of -of gain-of-function research. The leak grant proposal struck a number of scientists and a researcher, and researchers as significant for one reason. One distinctive segment of SARS-CoV-2's genetic code is a furin cleavage is a furin f-u-r-i-n yeah furin cleavage site that makes the virus more infectious by allowing it to affect uh efficiently enter the human cells that is just the feature that ecohealth alliance and the wuhan institute of virology had proposed to engineer in 2018 in the 2018 grant proposal quote if I applied for funding to paint Central Park purple and was denied, but then a year later we woke up to find Central Park painted purple, I'd be a prime suspect, said Jamie Metzel, a former execu- ex- executive vice president of the Asia Society who sits on the World Health Organization Advisory Committee on Human Genome Editing and has been calling for a transparent investigation into COVID-19's origins. The claims of lab origin made without evidence in April, 
2020 by President Donald Trump have turned into a legitimate long-haul hunt for the truth that even U.S. intelligence agencies cannot seem to determine. This summer, an intelligence review ordered by President Joe Biden drew no definitive conclusion but left open the possibility that the virus leaked from a laboratory in Wuhan, China. The NIH letter to Congress stated that the agency is given EcoHealth five days to submit any unpublished data from the experiment it funded. Republican leaders of the House Committee on, on Energy and Commerce, who in June asked the NIH to demand such data, said in a statement Wednesday that, quote, it's unacceptable that the NIH delayed asking EcoHealth Alliance to submit unpublished data about risky research that they were required to under the terms of their grant, end quote. Meanwhile, members of Drastic Coalition have continued their research. As one member, Giles Gunoff, a data scientist in New Zealand, told Vanity Fair, quote, I cannot be sure that COVID-19 originated from a research-related accident or infection from a sampling trip, but I am 100% sure there was a massive cover-up. And that brings us to the end of this article. And again, this article is from Vanity Fair, written by Catherine Eben. In a major shift, NIH amidst the funding risky coronavirus research in Wuhan. This has been a very disturbing episode. Dr. Fauci, for the last handful of years, has murdered potentially hundreds of beagles slitting their throats open, removing their ability to whimper, whine, and call out for whatever god dogs may worship, while bugs were eating them alive and they were pumped full of some kind of drug doing god knows what to their mental capabilities. <laughs> These dogs were being eaten alive from the inside out with bugs crawling in and out of their bodies. And the same guy who was okaying these studies and helping fund them was also funding Wuhan and lying to Congress, which is punishable for like 15 to 25 years in prison, which at this old geezer's fucking age is a life sentence he deserves. I don't know. I don't, I fail to understand how people can still trust Anthony Fauci on any fucking thing. He has Back and forth so much from saying, no mask, wear a mask. You shouldn't wear two masks. Okay, wear two masks. I was wrong about wearing two masks. No, I wasn't. Wear two masks. To just recently being asked, can we celebrate Christmas? And he said, well, we'll see what the numbers say. After he already said Halloween was off the table. Then he said, oh, well, looking at the numbers, Halloween's back on the table. Because people started to call him out on that shit. They, oh, well, you know. Halloween should be celebrated. We don't care what you say. And then Dr. Fauci was like, actually, you know what? I read the science wrong. When you're outside and you're wearing the Halloween mask, it, 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 it stops enough particles that you should be safe. This man is an absolute satanic, deluded fuck. And Trump should have fired him. That's one of the many issues I have with Trump in hindsight is that he never fired Anthony Fauci. He should have. He should have fired Fauci and he should have fired Burks. These two have been wrong about literally everything. But Dr. Fauci now, without a shadow of a doubt, 
is one of the sickest, most twisted individuals I have ever had the mispleasure of having the awareness of their existence. For what fucking reason did you hop up dogs on drugs and then put their heads in mesh tents full of hungry sand flies, fill their bloodstream up with God knows what substance, and then just record the dogs being eaten alive by these tiny bugs? What was gained out of that? What, what good came out of that? And then you have Dr. Fauci lying and saying both sides of the both sides, and now he's locked into just saying whatever MSNBC says is fact now, while dancing around the truth. He was asked, like, "Hey, what about these research documents that show that natural immunity to COVID nineteen is stronger than the vaccine?" And his response after him and hawing for a second was, "Well, I have no good answer for you right now. We need to push back." We need to quit listening to everything Fauci says and taking it as if it's fact. It's not. It's bullshit. This man is not a real doctor. He's a TV doctor. And this man, who is murdering puppies, slowly torturing, torturing them on your tax-paid dime, is the one trying to get your child to be vaccinated from five and five, ages 5 all the way up. Despite the younger you get, the more your chances for myocarditis are. And he's forcing the FDA to try and recognize the COVID vaccine. I do not trust anything coming out of this government right now. I do not trust anything Fauci fucking says. And that being said, that concludes this episode of Inside Four Walls. I've been your host, James Madison, and thank you for listening to the show. If you have any suggestions for a future episode or a story you want me to read, please leave it in the comments or email it. Actually, let me, I'll, I'll publish the email address later. I, I'm still working on getting that. So leave in the comments any story you think I should talk about or cover. Uh, if you have any suggestions for the new microphone and audio setup, please leave those in the comments. And again, thank you for listening. Have a great rest of your day.